Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be discussing some of the newest trailers that have dropped, as well as discussing all of the renewals over at the CW. Also, we're going to be answering the question, are Netflix movies movies? Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Alright, Ozzy, how are you doing? Oh, man. Uh, feeling kind of weird. How you feeling? Yeah, it's one of those days, man. Uh, we recorded that intro like five times, and we still, like, I still messed up there. And I'm like, I don't even care at this point, so we're just going to keep it, and uh, we'll do what we got to do. So. We care, guys. It's just, you know. <laughs> you know, um, five tries kinda, deep. <laughs> it's gonna... We kind of we just, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's definitely. Tuesday. Definitely. So uh, you know, it's it's a rough, it's a rough one. Yeah, and it's also a weird episode because we really didn't know what we were going to talk about today, and we're kind of just like, look, the the topics for today are basically just kind of like there, so we have some sort of structure. This should be a little bit more of a loose and kind of fast episode, just because. Look, there's not there's not much going on right now. We're we're in the quiet. We're we're in the calm before the storm. Um, we're not in the summer movie season yet, but we're getting there. You know, so it's we're in a weird place. Yeah, we really are. Um, I'm just cutting 24 days until I get to see you know, Avengers: <laughs> um, Infinity War. I already got my tickets. IMAX 3D. I have to go big. Um, oh, uh, for those of you guys who didn't know, I actually watched. Um, I don't know if Carlos even told you. Um, I took my dad to go see Ready Player One in 3D, which I, you know, I totally recommend uh, seeing that movie in 3D. It's a movie that I would say that you have to. I would recommend that you should see in 3D. Awesome. So, yeah. Did you read the thing that Bob wrote that I sent you? I have not yet, <laughs> um, but I will. What did he? Uh, what did he say? It was. Give me, give, it was like a brief summary. It was uh, a brief. <laughs> It was a sarcastic uh, article criticizing Ready Player One. He was jokingly doing so, um, but it was very funny. I'm very much considering putting it on the website, so I'll after you read it, let me know what you think. And then we'll see if it ends up on ScreenFiles.com. So, you know what? <laughs> You'll see how it goes. All <laughs> right. Um, we're going to start with the trailers uh these aren't like huge trailers and this is basically just for us to talk about some of the more recent trailers um the first one that we are going to talk about is the kevin hart movie what's it called again ozzy it's called i believe it's called night school yeah what did you think of this trailer because i'm gonna be honest wasn't a fan (laughs) yeah um It's the I'm director kind of, of it's the director of Girls Trip. We should say that it's Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish, who we both agree, or at least I think, that should have or easily could have been nominated for an Oscar for her performance in Girls Trip last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of excited because you know he directed Girls Trip, so I mean it's it's kind of a good thing that we're gonna have him come back and really you know really come back and direct this movie, but. When it comes to the performances, I feel like they're holding Tiffany Haddish back, it feels like. And they're kind of giving all of the attention to Kevin Hart, which, you know, I don't understand why. Um, I mean, but whatever. I mean, I feel like she's going to have funny moments. But for me, it's kind of like they really... They really wanted to put these two in a movie together, but, you know, they ultimately had to give it to Kevin Hart to have the biggest personality there. Do you know Um, if this is going to be rated R or not? I am not sure, but I would imagine that it would be. Because if it is, I easily could see this being one of those situations where the green band trailer, the regular trailer, is... Looks terrible, and let's be honest, I'm gonna call this movie looks terrible, (laughs) it just does. Um, 
But when we get a red band trailer, maybe it changes my mind. And then also maybe just the trailer doesn't represent the movie. I, I could easily sing it, see it being one of those situations, especially when it, when it comes to a red band trailer. You give me a red band trailer, maybe this movie ends up selling me. Who knows? Uh, I think that might be what you're talking about in terms of Tiffany Haddish, her feeling like she's holding back. Uh, I, I think you're coming at it more from the why is Kevin Hart getting the spotlight angle, but I think I'm going to look at it more of maybe a lot of Tiffany Haddish material is... Um, not appropriate for a regular approved for all audiences trailer. I'll say that. I mean, but they didn't even give her a chance to at least try. I'm just saying um, my point is that we've seen this happen plenty of times before where the regular trailer sucks and then we get a red man trailer. That's really good. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's too soon to tell. I mean, it's only like a two minute teaser yeah. for this movie that comes out in the summer. I mean, I hope it's good. Yeah. Um, the last few, well, you know, last year was pretty good with comedies. Yeah. 2016 was a horrible year for comedies. So, I mean, I hope this year is good. But um, Okay, there's another comedy trailer that I do want to also bring up uh, that I know you've seen because I texted you about it as soon as I saw it for the first time. Oh, the dude, I, I think I saw it before you. Yeah, you uh, did. Tag. Yeah. Tag. <laughs> that looks amazing. That, that looks, looks so amazing. I showed my dad that trailer and he, he was laughing. <laughs> um, it just, it looks so great and like you'll go on the comment and you, like the funniest thing i found was you go in the comment section and everybody would be like oh there's hawkeye <laughs> <laughs> um for people who haven't seen the trailer why don't you tell them what it's about what the movie is going to be about okay so basically it's about this uh you know it's about these group of friends who have played who have been playing tag for the last 30 years okay it's like a group of friends and one of their friends uh he wants to retire Mind you, that friend is the only one in the last 30 years who has still yet to be tagged. So it is their ultimate quest to try to tag him, the guy who hasn't been tagged before. The character is named Jerry, played by Jeremy Renner. And um, it is just absolutely uh, hilarious. You see all these guys tag each other in very important moments in their lives. Like, like I remember... I think you'll see John. I think in the trailer you see John Ham legit tag Ed Helms' character while his wife is giving birth. Yeah, or <laughs> at a funeral. See, yeah, you'll see Nick from um, from the from from who um, from this from this uh, from New Girl tag somebody. He's just like, I think her dad would want you to be. He pats he pats Ed Helms in the back. It. <laughs> And so it's um, it's absolutely just hilarious, <laughs> just seeing um, oh my the just seeing everything really coming to fruition. I mean, I, I think this movie is going to be really good, really fun. Uh, this is definitely like a guys kind of movie, you know. It's just like a bunch of guys hanging out, just doing dumb stuff. Um, yeah, the trailer so, just. <laughs> It looks it just so looks good. Fun. And <laughs> also, so I love how seriously, based on the trailer, of course, we, we're, we haven't seen the movie, but based on the trailer, I love how seriously they shoot the tag sequences, especially when they're trying to tag Jeremy Renner's character. It just, I, I'm really looking forward to that movie. I was something where, I, like, when I when the trailer happened, I was like, what is this movie? And then as everything starts to happen, I'm just like, I can't wait for this movie. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's definitely a trailer I wanted to bring up in our little trailer discussion here. Uh, what's the other trailer that you wanted to talk about, Ozzy? Um, let me pull up the name of it because it's a, it's a really weird... Um, oh, it's a it's Jack like Black a weird movie, movie, right? Yeah, let me pull it up really quickly. Yeah. Just so that I have it on my person. You know what? Why am I doing that? I think I, you texted I, think I got it. Uh, I did. That's where I'm going. I'm okay. not going to switch it up. Uh, the wall with a clock in its walls. No, it's the house with a clock in its okay. walls. What am I doing? Um, Carlos, what do you think about the trailer, man? Yeah, this is another one that I saw in the theater, and I've is is this this isn't a Goosebumps movie, right? I don't think it is because I at first I was like, is this a Goosebumps movie? Like this kind of it feels, feels like, like a one, Goosebumps, <laughs> right? It feels like, like one. and I never I didn't even see the Jack Black one. Um. But it just kind of gave me that same vibe. But and maybe it is, and maybe we're just being dumb. I have no idea. But uh, I've got to say, I actually kind of had fun with this trailer. I I 
think it kind of looks interesting. I love the tone in this trailer. Yes. I like the tone in this trailer. Like the like the soundtrack and everything, like how it's all like how it all goes together. Um really interesting. I, it's a really unique duo, especially cuz you have Kate Blanchett and you have Jack Black um working together. I never would have thought these people would have yeah. worked together. Those two actors would have worked together. The only thing uh, that threw me off was some of the CG at the end just looked awful and kind of looked it took me out of the movie. Uh, or took me out of the trailer. Jeez, it sounds like we're talking about the actual movie. But it took me out of the trailer. But again, they could clean that up. They could change up the look of some of those things. Uh, but yeah, I was surprised at how much I ended up looking forward to this movie by the end of the trailer. So, hey, another thing to be looking forward to. Yeah, um, the CGI did look iffy, especially in that last shot of the yeah. film. Um, the so, I mean, trailer. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was like, ah! We clean up just a little bit, but I mean, again, um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that film as well. I mean, it looks like it's gonna be, uh, I mean, I'm interested to see Jack Black and Kate Blanchett really yeah. work together. Um, I again, I've never would have thought to see these two working together, definitely at all. So, it's a really unique duo. I'm excited for it. All right, and it's, it's overall a good trailer. Um, if I want to rate this trailer, it's probably gonna be like, a, like an 8.9, uh, just because <laughs> do we rate trailer. trailers now? <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a good trailer. It's a good trailer. It was, yeah, it gonna, was. Um, I mean, maybe we should break trailers. I don't know. Um, maybe we should talk about it. Trailer but, um, folks. <laughs> do you want to just do that? I mean, this sorry, behind the scenes. But I feel like we, maybe we should just rate trailers. I don't know. <laughs> oh something, something to discuss about, something to talk about. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it, guys. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, 100%, 100%. All right. Well, I think that pretty much, unless there's other trailers that you were have seen recently that were kind of oh uh i did i did see um i I don't know if you seen this trailer but i think you're gonna ultimately want to see it because it is produced by a24 um it has l fanning in it oh i didn't see the trailer but i i I have seen it pop up on my screen i just haven't had time to watch it yet is it good does look the trailer uh yeah dude it looks it looks pretty 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 good yeah um it's called how to talk to girls at parties um this is this is a really unique one i mean it's i mean it's uh, it's it's a really weird movie i mean it looks like a weird movie i haven't seen the movie yet but it looks like it's a very weird film um i mean it it has nicole kidman and Elle fanning in it um i don't know like the rest of the main (laughs) cast but i'm into i mean if it's a24 and you you have Elle fanning and you have nicole kidman i'm a hundred percent game um pretty much you pretty much sold me at that point um but yeah uh it looks really good really unique really original yeah for sure uh it's basically um i mean how from what i talk about it it's about this about these people who are really into rock or it's about a band that's really into rock um and they go to this house the house is really weird this one girl comes out with him which is that's ellie that's al fanning and um, you know he he and Ellie uh, and El Fanning end up like you know gaining feelings for each other. So it's it's about that story and and, and him and them kind of just escaping, um, the you know escaping together and just he's teaching her things. Um, it's a really weird film and I know it sounds weird and convoluted, but watch the trailer. I'm probably overcomplicating it or not explaining it well enough. Um, to my to my defense, it is 10:40 at night on a Tuesday. <laughs> So uh, yeah, but I, here we <laughs> I really I'm gonna watch the trailer um, as soon as we're done recording because look I I mean I'm all in on A24 I think we both are and I think a lot of most people who watch movies with any any sort of seriousness are in on A24 and know how good of a studio they've become. Um, but then you throw Elle Fanning in there, and I'm just like, yes, because Elle Fanning uh, has for a long time ever since uh, Super Eight. I believe has been like one of my favorite actresses, um, young actresses on the rise, and I think she's just extremely talented. And then Nicole Kidman, come on, I mean, the world doesn't deserve her; she's so good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna watch that trailer, and I'm really looking forward to it. Did you see the trailer? <laughs> We're really going down this trailer rabbit hole. And another A24 trailer. Did you see the trailer for Eighth Grade? No, I have not. Okay, uh, that looks really interesting. Uh, and I know there's going to be tons of people who are like, oh, my gosh, another coming-of-age movie. And it's like, well, I mean, they're 
good so who cares <laughs> um that that's my i don't understand audiences man uh, that that's that's my thing <laughs> and i saw somebody describe this trailer as and it's weird to be saying this since the movie that it's referencing just came out last year but i i saw somebody describe this trailer as it looks like ladybird for the millennial generation and i'm just like i could totally see that it definitely feels like that and I, I don't know. I, I was definitely in on this trailer, um, and i looking forward to, surprise, surprise, looking forward to another A24 movie, but yeah. So, definitely lots of good trailers coming out. Uh, anything else, or do you want to move on to the CW talk? Let's move on to the CW talk. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pull up the seasons. Yeah. Um, Full disclosure. Wow. I am very behind on all of the CW shows except for Supernatural. Uh, so I can't really go in-depth as to like all these things. But what we're going to be talking about is the fact that basically uh, all, and not all, but most of the CW shows, especially the super popular ones, especially the DC ones, got renewals and including another one, Supernatural, is renewed for a 14th season 14 that's that's where i kind of want to start ozzy that's mind-blowing the show has been going on for 14 seasons this is this is insane um this show it's it's longevity is it's incredible it's incredible it's kind of crazy because it's like you tell somebody the premise of the show right and you tell them the kind of following that it has. And the let's be honest, the demographic of its followers is not, uh, it, it doesn't seem sustainable, right? You, it seems like, oh, a bunch of just teenage girls watch this show and that's it. And because it's just two hot guys just like hunting all these, hunting all these supernatural things. It seems like such a teenage girl show. And that doesn't seem sustainable for 14 seasons, but... It's incredible. This show is still going on, and it's still quite good. It's the crazy part. That's why I'm like, when I say this is insane that it's going on for 14 seasons, this is not me condemning the show, because the show doesn't feel like for, like it's 14 seasons old. Most shows are not this good and are not still trying new things like this after 14 seasons. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely insane. This show's been going on for fourteen seasons. Um, like you said, I mean, I I remember when you I remember when we first started watching the show at your place. I was just like, why are we even watching this? And then you just you keep going on for this ride, and you one hundred percent buy everything. Um, I mean, like I had somebody today tell me that Supernatural at work. I had somebody tell me today that Supernatural is a bad show. Yet Geostorm is good. Um, I don't, you know. I don't understand. Um, yeah, I don't understand that. Um, That's strange. All right. It's really strange. That's the boldest statement I've heard of 2018. Um, I mean, if it wasn't good, I mean, then why is Supernatural getting renewed for a 14th season? I mean, it, I mean, it, this show is is very good. And I mean, the mythology around this show is absolutely intriguing. And Jensen Ackles and Sam Padalaski. Sorry, sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, uh, Sam. But I mean, those two actors just. I mean, they continue to have. Some of the some of the best dynamic in TV, um, they just I mean they continue to, um, I mean they their 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 performances, for me at least, improve year by year by year by year. Those guys are amazing. They've been doing great stuff, especially the production team and the directors. I mean everybody who's been a part of the show. I mean they really work hard and making this show really good. Um, really interesting. I mean, I remember last year. I mean, we had a lot of filler last year, but the fillers, especially towards the towards, towards the back end, were really really good. Um, like where like where Dean was forgetting everything, and um, it was a really good filler. And um, you know, the fillers that we've been getting are, have been really good. I'm personally excited uh, for season fourteen, and you know, we just get more stuff uh, coming for us. I mean, I love the Winchester family. I love the Winchester brothers, and um, I'm excited to see where the show goes. It's it's really crazy because I mean, look, the, we're not saying the show is perfect and it hasn't had rough seasons. It hasn't had bad stretches. The show definitely has. I mean, season ten was a real drag. It was really repetitive. I was at that was when I was like, 
all right, guys. <laughs> I, I think we can start to see the writing on the wall with this show. Ten seasons, he had a good run. But then season 11 comes out, and in my opinion, that's one of the best seasons they've ever done. And then they've been on a solid stretch here ever since. Um, and then even a lot of people say that season 5 was their peak. I can see that, and I, I get that. But at the same time, it's like they weren't ever really bad after that. Yes, maybe some of the seasons weren't nearly as strong as season 5. But there's just... Yes, there are rough stretches, but the show has been just solid for a long, long time, and it's crazy. Uh, but anyway, w what other shows got renewed over at the CW? Um, in particular, I think the most of our listeners would care about the superhero shows that got renewed. Um, what would they care about? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, well, I know you watch Black Lightning, so Black Lightning got uh, renewed for season two. Yep. I don't watch that personally. And for those of you guys watch other shows besides the Arrowverse shows that, that are wondering like hey did the seasons get renewed or not? Da, 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 da. River, uh, Riverdale got renewed um, no surprise Jen the, Virgin, Jen the Virgin got renewed and Dynasty also um, got renewed the only shows that are still yet to be determined right now are the 100 iZombie and um, and Life Sentence those are the three shows that CW is still trying to figure out um if they want to renew or not. So, but um, the CW Arrowverse shows, uh, they they all got renewed. Um, Arrow got renewed for season seven. Legends of Legends of Tomorrow got renewed for season four. The Flash got renewed for season four, I believe. Four or five, I believe. I think it's I think it's five. I'm not sure. Um, I think it, yeah, it is five. What am I doing? Yeah, okay. it is five. Um, yeah, sorry. The Flash right now is. Not my favorite show. Um, but, yeah, um, what do I think about these shows? Listen, um, Flash. Guys, you know, you spend your Tuesdays watching The Flash, and you could be spending your Tuesday watching This Is Us, you know, as to why you keep watching The Flash. I don't know. Or Legion. Um, Legion's back. Was, Just saying. Um, yeah, I haven't seen Legion, but here we are. Um, you should. You know, the – you know. The Flash is, is a show that I'm considering to drop by the end of this season. This season has not been a good season. They really have not had their spark. I'm going to go as far as to say Zoom. Um, I didn't hate Zoom as some people did. I don't know, Carlos. I don't know how you felt um, about that. I mean, I, I just you know, think it didn't Zoom, make any but, sense, but that's <laughs> just me. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it didn't. You know, I mean, I wasn't. The, I, I thought Zoom was a very. I liked the villain. I just didn't like how they un like revealed him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the but I, I liked the villain, especially in the beginning of the season in season two when he wrecked. Uh, when he wrecked Barry. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I thought that was. I like you. You knew who, who, um, who Zoom was. Um, very menacing speedster. Very scary speedster. Um, but, yeah, getting back into this, um, man, it's kind of like the Flash doesn't know how to live without a speedster villain who unmasks himself and who unmasks himself in around episode 18 to 19. <laughs> um, it's really like they don't know how to function without that villain. Um, that man, is great analysis. I actually really um, love that. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I, I mean, it's 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 just. I mean, it's just tough. Like they don't know how to function without that, you know. And you know, I like I don't understand why. Like you know, you still don't understand why this guy is doing the things that he's doing. You just don't understand. I mean, like, I mean, sure. Um, I mean, you guys can say okay, Ozzy, but he's dying. Okay, but like, should I care though? You know, like make me care, and I don't care about. You know, these villains, I don't, I don't care about him. And certainly his performance and his wife's performance, the actress who plays his wife, the performances don't really help me um, really care about the season. I mean, listen, there's one good episode. There was one good episode. And the villains weren't even involved. The villains were not involved. And I even told Carlos to rewatch that episode because I think it's one of the best episodes um, since season one. And that was the, that was the, that was the bomb episode that I was talking to you about these. I think that I still think you should watch that episode because okay. it was really good. Um is that the one that takes place in like one minute or something? I think yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. It's like it's I think it's uh four fifteen. Okay. Um but yeah man, it's just this season is just god awful. 
god awful. I I saw Ron Iris run. Um, gosh, that was mm, boy, that was just absolutely, absolutely ridiculously horrible. Um, I can't. Um, mm, this season's just been absolute garbage. Um, so listen, if 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 CW is going to convince me, if it's if they want to keep me to continue to watch The Flash, it needs to get better. They need to stop depending on on the secrecy of a villain. They need to stop doing that. Um, they need to make the villain interesting, make the character menacing. Um, you know, some dude in the chair is not menacing to me. He's not menacing to me at all. Um, so it's just really, it just the season just feels all over the place. Honestly, you don't care about a lot that's going on, um, and. You know, I'm kind of glad that they got rid of Wally because he's doing a lot better things. And let's let's talk about the more positive show. Legends of Tomorrow. For me, Legends of Tomorrow is probably better or at least on par with Supergirl. Which I'm not gonna lie, I forgot I forgot about Supergirl because they've been, they've been on a break in a, for a while. So <laughs> they've been on a break for a while, but um. It's it's really it's really up there. Um, like I said, Carlos, the, I think it was like a two like an episode or two before this one. Um, you know, it, it's it was one of the best Arrowverse episodes I have ever seen. Um, one of the one of if not if if that's too much, it's one of the best Legends episodes I have ever seen. It, it's just really it's just a really good episode. Um, just just by you know how they use um, the mythology here. Um, this show has, has had the, you know, there are a lot of things that I don't agree with what Legends does, but if I can agree with one thing the Legends does, it's reinvigorating characters, and that's what they're really good at. Um, for instance, Wally, Wash, uh, Wally West's Flash, um, Kid Flash, he is, he has a lot more dynamic on this show than he ever did on The Flash. He has a lot more chemistry with a lot of these different characters than he ever did on the flash um you know they're giving his character something to do and it's great seeing his dynamic you know i love seeing the team get annoyed with him because he just runs and gets everything say all right i'm done (laughs) and it's great to see like a speedster really accommodate to, to you know to being a legend i love seeing wally accommodating to everything and and it's really making me appreciate wally west as a speedster which I never thought I would ever appreciate. Um, Carlos is a witness. If you want to ask that, I never thought I would appreciate Wally's speedster. Mm-hmm. And um, just seeing all these relationships build and, and everything. I mean, I think it's um, it's really awesome. And then you know they return. They you know for the what is it the second or third time now. This is I mean I'm pretty sure it's the third time now. Um, you know we have Damien. We have Damien Dark returning. Dude, he absolutely killed me last episode. It was absolutely hilarious, and I'm I'm glad that they're reinvigorating his character to a degree. I mean, it is just it's so funny to see him act like that. I mean, the last episode, him and Nate were acting like complete bros, and it was the funniest thing. Uh, it was one of the funniest things I've seen. Uh, it's one of the funniest things I've seen on TV so far this year. It was absolutely hilarious. Um, so I mean that Legends of Tomorrow is doing really well. Supergirl, I'm always down to see another season of Supergirl. Supergirl isn't horrible for me. What the problem with Supergirl? They kind of beat you with the same message over the bat again, but it's not horrible. This is a pretty good show. It's a pretty solid show. Um, Melissa Benoist is the best actress working in the Arrowverse, yep. and continue to say that she is the best one. Um, this, I mean, this, that that show has a pretty stacked cast. Um, now getting into Arrow. Arrow is getting ready for season seven. I love Arrow. You guys know I love Arrow. I will fight for. I'm an advocate for Arrow. Carlos knows this about me. People, my friends know this about me. I will fight for Arrow to death. Me, but what they're doing right now doesn't make any sense. They they broke up the team for a dumb mm. reasons. Um, I don't understand why. That's why I'm not at all I, motivated to get back um, into Arrow. It was a good show. It's a solid. It's a solid season. I forgot. If I'm going to be honest, and they've had some pretty decent episodes, um, especially with 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 Laurel being back in the mix because they don't know whether to trust her or not. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's it's I like that dynamic. And you can say, same. okay, Ozzy, you can say, Ozzy, you know, it gets annoying when you see the same thing, but when you see the same people question it. Listen, this man lost his. You know, Lance lost his daughter. 
You know what I'm saying? He's going to try. Like, this girl is literally his daughter just from a different world. You know, he wants to relive that. And he gets to get a piece of his daughter back. If they all get to get a piece of Laurel back through this person from another world, that is technically Laurel Lance, um, they want to work on that. They want to see if they can trust her. That's why they keep giving her so many chances. And that's that's one of the best aspects of the show and bringing uh, Earth 2 Laurel into the mix and, and, and era, honestly. That's what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really fascinating seeing that, but... Um, as as far as as far as you know, as far as the team dynamic, I mean, it's, for me, it's just absolutely ridiculous as to why the team broke up. Um, it's really dumb. Um, and now they're pitting they're pitting John against Oliver over the Green Arrow uh, cow, and I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. That to me is the dumbest thing this show has ever done. Is have John want to be the Green Arrow? Why? He can do the same thing as the Green Arrow. You know what I'm saying? If he really wants to have a bow, why doesn't he just get his bow? I don't understand. Why can't he just make up his own hood? I don't understand. Like, he can be called the Yellow Hood or whatever he wants to be called. He doesn't have to be called Green Arrow. I don't understand why this is such an issue Um, or why he can't even take on the mantle of Red Arrow, for instance. That's exactly what his sister did. Um, So I don't understand why it's such an issue for John to want to become green arrow. I, I, for me, it's, it's, I don't understand it. Um, personally, it, I, I just don't understand it, whether it's a leader thing or, or whatever. Yeah. I, I just don't understand it. For me, that's just the dumbest thing this show has done. Cause I feel like at the end of the, at the end of the show, at the end of this episode, John and Oliver are not going to be friends. So for me, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And it's over the cowl. Of Green Arrow, which again I don't even understand because John didn't invent the name. He didn't invent Sona. Oliver did. Oliver gets to decide when he's ready to give it up. Um, but again, but you CW are writers, you are on board with all of these being renewed, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, not for. Listen, I'm not for Flash. So you would be fine if they just said uh, we're done with Flash. I'll be I'd be fine if they said they're done with Flash. Man, that show it's um, that show is just so disappointing. The fall of that show is really incredible. <laughs> like the way, the way that it has just plummeted since season one, which was one of my favorite seasons of TV. Man, jeez, it's gone down. Um, anyway, how I. I all right, you just saying saying it because you you said it right there at the end, and you also said it when you started. Uh, Arrow season seven. How much longer does this show have? I mean, I'm trying to think. Uh, the longest running superhero show. I mean, there's probably something that I'm not thinking of, but the longest running, more modern one was probably soup was probably Smallville which ran for 10 seasons. Do you think this show goes to 10 seasons? Do you think this show can actually go past 10 seasons? They need to, they need to either invent villains or do something. I don't know what else the show can do. I mean, this show, the problem, the problem with the season has been, they've had a string of villains and then they kind of realize, okay, crap, this, this all feels like filler episodes, which is, I believe yeah. this was what I said. Um, a few episodes back, like a few months back, I was like, this this whole entire season is just felt like a filler season. Um, and now they kind of dialed it back to one guy who was the main head um, behind everything. This season is, uh, this season, if I'm going to be honest, this season has been a disappointment compared to last season. Last season was absolutely amazing. Um, I'm not saying that there needs to be an archer in every season because that'd be hypocritical to me saying that. <laughs> that be saying that there needs to be a speedster in every, yeah, and every and uh, every flash, uh, like a villain speedster. But there needs to be a villain out there that poses a threat that gives Oliver and his team that keeps them on the edge, mm-hmm. that makes the stakes really high. I really didn't feel the stakes this season. I really did not feel the stakes this season. So they either need to invent villains, which I'm not. I'm not opposed to. I'm really not. Or or, or do something. Uh, I mean, this season was uh, the villains. This season, I do not care for. Mm-hmm. I don't care for, and they're just gangsters. 
um, industries, and that's not something that I particularly care for. Um, I don't know if the show can last ten seasons. I don't. I mean, especially like if they keep doing stuff like this, where they just throw in a bunch of guys to be the villain um, for for the team. So I don't know. Um, for me, what I would do is I would just at this point, like if if I was running out of material, clearly the Flash is running out of material. Um, I would just combine shows at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, make another superhero team show. You know, and you're and I understand people are going to talk about. Oh, Aussie, but like the money, they're already making a crap ton of money anyways. They can just use that money and invest it and make a better show. That's all yeah. they have to do. You mean like Black Lightning? <laughs> I haven't watched Black Lightning. And I don't want to watch Black Lightning due to the fact that I don't want it to be another Flash. It's the only reason why I haven't watched Black Lightning. So basically what I'm hearing is that if season two is good, you will start watching Black Lightning. I uh, will start watching Black Lightning, yes. Okay. All right, that's fair. I, I got you. My worry is that once I binge it and I say this show's really good, season three comes out and I keep watching it, and then it's just bad. <laughs> but you can't live your life in fear like that. <laughs> I have to. I have trust issues with the CW. I, I can tell. All right. Well, I guess we should probably move on. We've talked a lot of CW. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to move on a little bit here, and we're going to shift gears to more movie-oriented stuff. We're going to shift back, I guess, to movie-oriented stuff because we started with movie stuff. Uh, and we are going to talk about, basically, uh, this, this is from a couple weeks ago, and we've been meaning to have this discussion, but we have some time now, so we're going to we'll fit it in here. And this came out of a couple of different situations that happened, uh, like I said, a couple weeks ago. First of all, Steven Spielberg made, in an interview, he, it was basically about the overall like process of the movie industry and of the awards season uh, aspect of it all. And he made a comment in a larger interview. So to be fair, you should probably go and read the whole interview. But I, we do kind of want to focus in on this larger comment here, or in this smaller comment here. But this comment in the interview, he said that Netflix movies are TV movies and should be up for Emmys, not Oscars. Then, right on the heels of this, came this announcement from the head of the Cannes Film Festival, which if you don't know what the Cannes Film Festival is, it is probably the premier film festival. It is the most, um, sophist- I don't want to say sophisticated, but the most pristine, prestigious film festival there is. It takes place in France every year. And he said, the head of that film festival said, that Netflix movies will no longer be up for the Palme d'Or, which is their top prize. So the the top prize of the Cannes Film Festival cannot be won by a Netflix movie anymore. So this has this did bring up a lot of discussion, and we kind of wanted to join in the discussion here. We're a couple weeks late on that discussion, but we're going to have it anyway. Um, and I guess the ultimate question that this comes all comes back to is, what, what like... Should Netflix movies be up for Oscars? And I think, and should Netflix movies be taken and considered in the same respect and in the same manner as regular theatrical release big studio movies or small studio movies for that instance? I I, I think we should start with this. Let's start with the Oscars of it all, okay? Because with the Oscars, yes, we have long discussed and long bemoaned the fact that you do have to have a limited release in, I believe it's either L.A. or New York, or maybe it's L.A. and New York or something like that. I don't remember the rule exactly. To be nominated for an Oscar in whatever calendar year it is. So if you want your movie to be nominated for the Oscars, you have to, in the calendar year, release your movie for a week in L.A. or New York or whatever it is, however it is exactly. And Netflix has obliged by that when they want to. Do you think that them doing that should be enough, Ozzy? Or do you think it shouldn't? Because, you know, what? to me, it's like, uh, to me, it's like, what's the difference? I mean, if 
uh, limited release, uh, if one of these studio movies gets limited release in December and then they release it wide the next year, they're cheating the system too. It's just the whole criteria seems a little ridiculous to me. It's like, whatever. But what do you think of this whole thing? I understand where Spielberg Spielberg is coming from um, to a degree. I'm not totally against it, but I am against it at the same time. Um, (laughs) It's complicated. It's a weird issue. Thing is, you know, I don't understand why Netflix can't release their films in theaters. I don't understand why it has to be exclusively Netflix. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Not everybody has Netflix. Um, I mean, it's not their problem. But, I mean, if they want their movies to be recognized for four awards they need to release it in theaters that's i think that's the fair i think that's very fair for critics and austin even the oscars to ask you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like it's not like you know something they don't want to do it it's just they want to you know they want to keep the movie going experience alive i agree you know and if and if you think about it hulu i mean netflix was one of the i mean is you know i'm gonna go as far as to say it was the one who started you know, saying, no, you don't have to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. You can watch movies here. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of people that, you know, you that, you know that I know that don't even like going to the theater. You know, I was like, oh, you know, I'll just pop it in on Netflix. Or, you know, I'll wait for it to come on DVD and I'll just watch it. You know, so it kind of kills the movie going experience to a degree if, if it just says, you know, oh, well, you know, it's it's my movies on Netflix. My movies, you can watch my movie that's going to be nominated for an Oscar in, in my house. It just it takes away from the movie going experience. Um, which is, you know, which is which is a huge part of the Oscars mm-hmm. is the going experience. So I don't. So there, 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 right there is where I, I, I would not. Where I would say, okay, listen, it's okay for the Oscars not to not nominate Netflix. I think Netflix should release their films in theaters. Okay, but then my my thing. <sighs> this is the this is the part that like this is the thing that really gets to me. Because if we say, all right, Netflix movies can't be nominated for Oscars, you're really going to say, like, let's say Netflix continues to refuse to put their movies actual and wide release in theaters. Like, let's say Netflix stays, stands their ground and says, we're not going to do that. And then they keep making things of the quality of Mudbound. Is that fair? Is that right? Is are we really honoring the best movies if something like Mudbound doesn't get honored just because of the platform that it came out on? I mean, again, I mean, that's just that's the platform's decision ultimately. You understand what I'm saying? It's kind of just like you were like you and I had a discussion earlier as well would make the Oscars better and stuff like that, and we were talking about marketing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's up to ultimately, it's up to the studios. Mm-hmm. And how they want to market their films, and how they want to market that, and and again, I mean, this is that's completely up to Netflix. If Netflix thinks that their movie should be nominated, why can't they follow the rules as everybody else? You know what I'm saying? Like you have Amazon Studios, which is also a streaming service, um, which is also, I mean, it also has a streaming service. I mean, Amazon has its own streaming service, but it also has its own film studio, and their mm-hmm. movies go to. Go to go to the theaters. You know we've seen Amazon films get nominated for Oscars before. Clearly, uh, they've had much you know, more award success than Netflix. To be honest, exactly. You know what I'm saying. So if it's, you know, if it's that much, so I don't understand why a streaming service like Amazon can do it, but Netflix is so stingy and won't do it. You understand what I'm saying? I love Netflix and their films, and some of their films are truly amazing. Like. Uh, to the bone, I you know we both agree that should have been nominated for at least something, <laughs> yeah. but um I mean or or Mudbound for for instance, but mm-hmm. um you know they need to do these movies in theaters. I think that's a fair call. I think that's very fair to ask. If everybody's doing it, why can't you do it? It's not you know, and it would help them ultimately. I don't understand why they wouldn't do it anyways because ultimately it would help them. Financially, mm-hmm. if they if they released it if they released it wide, ultimately it's I mean they are it's not like they're losing money by doing it. So um, my thing is I would release it in theaters. I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's unreasonable to ask. You know, you already have a major streaming service doing it, getting nominated, and then making more money. 
why can't well, I don't understand why Netflix is doing that? Okay, then what about the Emmys side of the discussion? Like, why do you think that that part of the statement uh, that they should be nominated for Emmys? Do you think that holds any water? Because I, to me, this is more a discussion on Netflix's um, Netflix's ideals when it comes to an ideology ideology when it comes to their releasing and how they release movies and how they market movies than anything to do with this being TV versus movies. I, I, I get kind of where he's coming from on that, but at the same time, it's like, no, they shouldn't be nominated for Emmys. They're movies. They're movies in every sense of the word except for how they're released. I don't agree with Spielberg there. I think I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, it's a film. It's all it's a film. It's not a TV show. This isn't Daredevil or Jessica Jones. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is an actual film. Um, so I, that doesn't make any sense to me as to why uh, they would say anything like that. Um, but that's just absolutely the, the ridiculous. The weird thing is, we say that, and then we also kind of just accept that there is a category at the Emmys called TV movies. And it, that's a weird thing to me, too. And I've never really thought about it. But now that I think about it, it's like, why are there why is there a category called TV movies? If it's a movie, shouldn't it be at the Oscars? Like, I get that it was released on TV, quote unquote. But it, what I, I just think we get so caught up in the medium, then instead of focusing on the actual method of the making, you know, the actual method of the art and how it was made. And for what purpose and in what way it was made, we, we forget about that. And we just focus on where it was distributed. And that's that's silly. It's like, what if this TV movie, quote unquote, was made to be shown in theaters, but it ended up getting getting sold to HBO or something like that? Does it become less of a movie because it's uh, it's shown on HBO? No, just like a lot of these Netflix movies, to be honest. A lot of these are movies that they're shown in film festivals and then Netflix buys them. A lot of the times Netflix doesn't even make these movies. It's like, is that the filmmaker's fault? No, it's not the filmmaker's fault. They're still movies. That's why I ultimately I think this is a petty argument on both sides of things. And I personally, it sounds like you put more blame on Netflix. I personally put more blame on I put I put more blame on the institution and Hollywood just in general. It's like just because they were released on a different medium than what you're used to doesn't make them less of a movie and doesn't make them less qualified to be thought of when it, when it comes to awards. But again, I understand where they're coming from because you're right. They are scared to death of the fact that people are not going to the movies anymore. They are scared of that, and I get that. But we're in a weird place right now, and I think the whole industry is still trying to figure out how to adapt what to do from here because people are staying home how do we adjust to that and i don't think saying no we're not going to consider these movies just because they weren't released in our method or in in our theaters i don't think that fixes anything i think it alienates the people who are like the people who are like i'm not going to go to the theater when i can just stay home they're not going to be more likely to go to the theater when you're being an idiot and being all like stingy and saying well no just because it wasn't released in the theater i i i just tend to think that it's like just consider these movies ultimately it helps it helps the issue of you know everyone everyone always complains nobody's seen any of these movies that are nominated it's like well People are more likely to see a Netflix movie than they are to see something like, uh, what's the smallest, most obscure movie that came out or that was nominated? Call Me By Your Name. People are much more likely to see something like Mudbound than they are to see a movie like Call Me By Your Name. That's a fact. Because Mudbound is right in front of their face and Netflix when they're at home. Call Me By Your Name, they have to drive like three hours to go see. And it's like... Uh, that helps that issue instead of making it worse, which is what this whole idea stems from. But I don't know. I think we both agree on what the issue is. It's just a matter of how do we fix it. But ultimately, I do agree with you. Netflix could easily just fix the issue by just putting in theaters. And you definitely have some good arguments when it comes to Amazon. I think Amazon is by far the best positive argument. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, just think about you know their thing. I mean, because they, 
they respect the film industry and they don't want it to end. You know what I'm saying? I mean, people do that stuff. I mean, people, I mean, people record, I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to see the movie industry die. Yeah. I don't want to see theaters die. And I think that Netflix could be a huge part in solving that. You know what I'm saying? Not that their movie still wouldn't be available and on Netflix. I mean, if they, I think, I think the plan should, if I was running Netflix, if I wanted to make my movie available in theaters, I would do it. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it's as soon as it's taken out of theaters, I would just release it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes that's sense what Amazon does, and it's worked for them. <laughs> exactly, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't for me. It doesn't make any sense as to why Netflix isn't doing that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And um, that's why for me, it's not a huge deal when it comes to being for that to happen. Don't be wrong. You know, understand. These people want their movies to be nominated, um, or, or you know, which which sucks. You know, you know, which sucks. You know, you kind of lose that advantage when you kind of lose that edge when now Netflix can't be nominated for certain things anymore. But you know, ultimately Netflix can do it. Mm-hmm. Netflix is arguably the biggest streaming service out there. They have the money to do it. They have their own studio. They can do it. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's it's all a matter of of, of why can't you do it? Yeah. Uh, um, and ultimately, it would be a, for me. It'd be a, a, for me, honestly. From I mean, and guys, I mean, feel free to email me or tweet me at uh, at Castro Ozzy or, or or email me at Ozzy uh, Ozzy uh, Castro dot screenfellows dot com. Um, I mean. Ozzy.Castro yeah, at ScreenFollows.com. Got it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Carlos. Um, I was like, is that? I don't think that's how you know. Um, anyways, no, but, like, but feel free to email me if I'm wrong on this. Um, for any of you business majors out there, for anybody who is in business listening to this, um, I mean, for me personally, I mean, I mean, I mean, Netflix would make more money financially if they released their films in theaters and ultimately as soon as the, as soon as it was done being in theaters, they released it to the streaming services. So for me, it just... That would make more sense. Just yeah. from a financial standpoint, um, it makes most sense. Yeah, and like I was like I was saying with how we as an industry or the movie industry as a whole, and the just the entertainment industry because TV is dealing with this as well, is trying to figure out how to adapt to this streaming world that we live in. I think Netflix is still trying to figure it out too. Netflix has always kind of been leading the charge when it comes to streaming. And when you're on the forefront, you kind of just have to figure it out. And unfortunately, it seems like Amazon right now has a better grasp on how to do movies than Netflix. But Netflix is still, I feel like Netflix is kind of in the weird DC place right now that DC movies are in, where it's like, well, we don't want to copy Amazon, but that's kind of working so should we copy amazon and it's like because netflix is netflix just has a very strange ideology when it comes to how they market and how they release their movies they they have and they always have and they continue to have a strange ideology and they continue to kind of not know what they want to do like they'll just kind of drop movies on netflix and not give them any fanfare not let you know that they're on netflix and they just kind of let their algorithm let you know if they think that you'll like this movie. And it's like, that's not really a good system. You should market and let people know the movies that are dropping on Netflix. Otherwise, nobody's yeah, going to watch it. Yeah, and that's just like my problem with a lot of these. Because um, there are so many movies on Netflix that it's just like, I I know that there's tons of movies on Netflix that I would enjoy and I would champion a lot of, a lot. But I just haven't seen them because I don't know about them. And I don't know which ones to watch. I'm not going to watch every Netflix movie to try to find the good ones. You know, it's it's crazy. And then on top of that, they're also trying to do the blockbuster thing. They're trying to they made bright and they're trying to make these big event movies and they'll market those. But then it's like. You don't just market the big ones, market the small ones too. But then that goes back to the whole issue of studios just in general, not marketing smaller movies. So I don't know. There's definitely a lot of problems in the industry right now in terms of marketing your movies, the award system, and Netflix is not immune to it. And Netflix is in a weird way at the forefront of these issues. Yeah, I mean, they have the money to do it. It's just, I don't know why they're not doing it. It's... For me, it's unacceptable. So I'm not doing it. Um, but I mean, I think they the balls in the side of the court. 
Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're banning Netflix from ever being nominated. They're just saying, put it out, and Netflix still hasn't done anything. So I'm ultimately blaming Netflix. I mean, Netflix has the power to do so. Netflix has the power yeah. to follow the rules. They're just not doing it at this point. Um, if they want their movies to be nominated, if they wanted, if they want that Oscar name, mm-hmm. then they release it in theaters. For me, that's an absolute fair thing to to want, especially in the world that we live in now. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's even it's even like you know, I'm trying to get one of my friends to get movie pass, I and mean, you know, it's just a gripe just to get someone to get movie pass. <laughs> it's like it's I, was saying, I was like, dude, nine ninety five. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. It's not even the full ten dollars. It's nine ninety five. It's cheap. It's cheap. Oh you, pay you go to a movie. I mean, you you're technically saving money just doing that. Still, um, so for me, it's just it's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah. Um, so I mean, again, if if we can if we can do that, I think that'd be great. Just to just to have, you know, these movies go to theaters. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we didn't really talk about the Palm d'Or side of things and the cans things, but it's the same thing. It's just like, I, I though, I, I guess why, cause this, this thing caused a huge debate on the internet. You know, a lot of it was this kind of discussion, but then a lot of it was just people saying this just comes across as these old these just old dudes who are saying, oh, your new way of doing things is not the right way, and you guys don't understand the true film and stuff like that. And it very much comes across like that. And I don't think... I think instead of just looking at it like that, try to look deeper and try to get to the root of the issues that they're talking about here and how things are done. Because I think these people are also very critical of this, but they kind of have a side that they're on. But it definitely does, and I can totally see how somebody would just read these comments and read what these people are saying and say, this just seems like old men yelling, get off my lawn, you know? And they're not kind of accepting the new way of doing things. And I can totally see how somebody would see this and come to that conclusion. But I do think it's a little deeper than that. So... I I would just encourage you to read Seoberg's whole interview because it is very fascinating. Um, The one thing that does make me nervous about the Palme d'Or thing, though, and the Cannes thing, though, is the just blanket statement of Netflix movies won't be considered. What if Netflix does change the way they're doing things? And are we still going to say, well, they're a Netflix movie, so no. Like that. That's no, too. No, no, that's too blanket of a thing. I I just I don't think they would do that. I well, I certainly hope it's not. Like, it's just that the way like, he phrased like, it made me nervous. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, because it's kind of like if you if you're gonna say that, then you need to check out Amazon movies. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So this, it, you can't be hypocritical there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for this discussion. Definitely let us know what you think when it comes to. Uh, this topic because I I am extremely fascinated when it comes to what people think of just movies on streaming, how movies are advertised, uh, especially smaller movies, because a lot of these movies just pop up at award season and most people haven't heard of them unless you listen to a podcast like ours. Um, But definitely let us know what you think um, on this issue. And yeah, I think that wraps it up for this discussion. Ozzy, do you want to sign us out? Yeah, man, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456, and make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the YouTube channel and our website as well. Check all that out. Awesome, guys. You guys can find me on Twitter at CastroOzzy. Also, find me at my email, Ozzy.Castro at Screenfellows.com if you have any recommendations, any TV shows, or anything like that. And, Carlos, do you have any recommendations or do you just want to skip over to the outro? Um, I mean, I don't really have it. I'm trying to think. Recommendations. Um, I have a really random, really random one that's not even, like, movie related. <laughs> do you want that one? Uh, yes, sir. Um, okay. So, do you know, you know uh, Chloe Bennett who plays Sky slash Daisy slash Quake on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yep. 
Okay, her Instagram stories are absolutely hilarious. So if you don't follow Chloe, follow Chloe Bennett on Instagram, you should because her Instagram stories, she's just one of the funniest persons or one of the funniest people I follow on Instagram. And it's just hilarious. So check that out because you will be endlessly entertained, especially if you like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you know who Chloe Bennett is. If you don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you're not going to have any idea who I'm talking about. So just don't don't bother. We'll watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So there's a secondary recommendation. <laughs> um, all right, guys. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and recommend Ready Player One if you haven't seen it theaters already. Check it out. Um, I mean, if you can, if you have an opportunity, check it out in 3D. I think I, I think I said that from the top, and I'm pretty sure I did. Um, that was my recommendation. I'm going to keep it. Um, right. Fun movie. You guys love pop culture, love video games. It's definitely a movie for you. So definitely check that out. And, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Also, check us out on YouTube. Check us out. On, uh, on the website, as Brianna writes awesome stuff, awesome reviews. And, uh, guys, actually, as a matter of fact, uh, bring up YouTube. Keep YouTube in, in your prayers. There was actually a shooting there today. I believe four people died. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I, mean, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to say anything. I, I do know that people I – mean, I do know there was a shooting at, at the YouTube yeah. headquarters in California, and uh, a few people have died. So please keep um, the, you know, the, the families of those uh, who – who have lost somebody today and, and, and just keep that in your, uh, just, you know, just pray, pray for them over there and, yep. uh, sort of make this world a better place for everybody just to, just to coexist in. All right, guys. Um, that is the message that we leave you on today. Guys, this is Greenfall. Let's come back and check us out. Bye.